This is the rant presented by Strive Sports. Benjamin Klein here with you on this Friday afternoon. It's not almost Friday. It is. Get hyped for the weekend. Get your alcohol ready. Get drinking. Get doing whatever you're doing on the weekend. Get by a pool. Supposed to be nice weather out this weekend. Uh, I guess I'm only really talking about it in the New York City area. But uh, excited for the weekend. Excited to be with you to, to finish off my week. Um, we got really not that much to talk about coming from last night. As you know, the show is basically giving analysis on uh, some games uh, in New York sports that happened the night prior. Uh, last night, uh, we had no Yankees, we had no Mets, we had no Knicks, and we had no Nets. So really not that much to talk about. I'm not even sure. I can't even tell you if the Rangers, Islanders, or Devils played. Uh, I don't know if I've said this in the past, but I am actually a Flyers fan myself. Um so not a fan of any of those teams. I can give you a background as to how I became a Flyers, Knicks, uh, Knicks, Yankees, and Jets fan one day. But uh, for now, I'll get to it. Uh, just want to shout out before uh, before I get into it. Uh, Liverpool falling out of the Champions League last, yesterday. Uh, they tied Real Madrid 0-0 in the second leg. First leg, they lost 3-1, uh, I believe. Uh, so, unfortunately, Liverpool coming away with no trophies this year after winning the Premier League last year, the Champions League two years ago. It's been a good run for Liverpool, hoping it could continue. Uh, but let's get to uh, business right now. Uh, Going to start my rant by talking about the Knicks and something that is really concerning uh, coming into you know the end, the conclusion of this season, and that being that Alec Burks. The closer for the Knicks, the man that scored 14 of our 23 points in the fourth quarter the other night, is not going to play tonight against the Mavericks and possibly for the foreseeable future due to uh, health restrictions. Basically, uh, the COVID guidelines, uh, I guess he that means that he either was in close contact with someone that tested positive for COVID or is uh, concerned to have had COVID or, you know, uh, who knows what it could be? It could be a variety of things. I mean, they said that they never told us what was the deal with Derrick Rose for weeks until he uh, came back and announced that he himself actually had COVID uh, and that it was terrible and that he was really affected by it. Um, so I don't know what's up with Alec Burks. I hope that everything's okay. I hope that he doesn't get impacted by this terrible disease too much uh, like millions of others have had. Have. Um, you know, he, he is the, but besides for that, you know, in terms of him being okay, I, I hope that the Knicks are able to recover from this. Uh, you know, he's a guy that comes in uh, three and D, uh, you know, as in he's a, he's a three. He could play a shooting guard, small forward. Uh, he could also shoot threes and he could play defense. So he's got multiple threes and the D. Um, he's got a clutch gene this season. I don't think he's ever had that in the past, but he's really coming into his own this season. Uh, it's a real shame to see this happen at the conclusion of the season, uh, especially when we have like the most important games of the season coming up. Uh, as you know, also, I'm going to the game on Sunday against the Pelicans. Um, hearing this news, unless he somehow comes back, I'll tell you, I'm a lot less confident in the Knicks. But then again, we'll see what happens tonight against the Mavericks. Maybe if they somehow win tonight, extend it to a five-game win winning streak, which, by the way, has not happened in... It's been over five years. I swear it's been over five years since we had a five-game winning streak. Probably close to like 10 or something. Probably not since that team where we were the two seed. Um, 
But, you know, it's a shame just at this point of the season. It, you know, he seems to have really been coming on strong. One of his best seasons. Uh, we're going to have a really difficult road trip to, to finish things off. Uh, playing, like, the likes of Memphis, Phoenix, both L.A. teams. I think maybe even the Jazz as well. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who that. I know that we're 100% playing Memphis, Phoenix, the two L.A. teams, and another good Western Conference team, whether it be, like, the Jazz or the... Trailblazers, doesn't matter. Those are all difficult wins, including the Grizzlies who we just beat. All extremely difficult wins. All playoff caliber teams. Um, so, you know, that could easily be six losses in a row, but a guy like Alec Burks is someone that you know we need on the court in order to actually compete in those games. Uh, I don't see us really uh, being competitive in the fourth quarter, especially uh, with no Alec Burks. Alec Burks, the guy that you know, I've seen it throughout the whole entire season. Uh, you know, there have been there have been games where he doesn't show up. Uh, you know, more so than not, if he's not showing up, he's not showing up the whole game. It's not just the you know he plays well the entirety of the game and not the fourth quarter. And if he's playing well, then he's a, he's a big part of the team in the fourth quarter, whether it be scoring, uh, you know, extending our offense to the three point line. He's he's had a great year from three this year, shooting around forty percent, or facilitating for others and finding other players open. You know, driving to the basket, finding Randall on a cut uh, or at the three point line, RJ at the three point line, Bullock. Uh, uh, you know, Thibodeau said the other day that those uh, after that win against the Pelicans, he stated that Bullock and Burks are two of the most important players on the team. They might arguably be two of the best defenders on the team. I think Bullock might be the best defender on the team, uh, on ball at least. Obviously, Nerlens Noel will give him a ton of credit for what he's done so far. Didn't even play against the Pelicans last game, actually. Uh, so that, that made that win even more impressive. But getting back to the point... <clears throat> You know, those two guys are really key for the, for the Knicks in Bullock and Burks. They both extend uh, their offense to the three-point line and, sh- and bring a dynamic to the team that hasn't been there in years, shooting 40% from three. The Knicks haven't had a guy like that uh, who could, could see, you could really rely on to hit threes um, in a pretty long time, I'd say. Uh, you know, even if we have, have had one guy in the past, it hasn't been two guys, and ha- especially hasn't been two guys in the starting lineup. Uh, so, you know, oh, Burks isn't in the starting lineup, but you get what I mean. Julius Randle makes up for that and RJ Barrett. So really we have three guys that could shoot threes in the starting lineup, but to get back to Burks and, uh, and Bullock, um, you know, they've been doing amazing things this year for the Knicks. I think that they're a big part of this culture change. Uh, Bullock is a little bit older than Burks, I believe. So I, I'm a little more impressed by Burks just because, you know, he can handle the ball and he can shoot off the dribble. Uh, he could facilitate. Um, he's a, he seems to be a pretty smart player, and he really gives it his all on defense, whereas uh, Bullock is really just a three-point shooter, not such a great ball handler, not a good facilitator. Uh, great on defense, though. He's best at three-point shooting and defense. Uh, I'd say that that's probably what Burks is also best at. So really brings a new dynamic to the Knicks that we haven't been able to experience in uh, in a pretty long time. Uh, you know, The reason why we're really in com- competition this year for a playoff spot uh, obviously, Randall and Barrett having unreal years, but you need to have those guys that Randall could kick it out to uh, to shoot threes, and I think that's a reason why Randall's having uh, such a great year in terms of facilitating uh, and getting assists. You know, he's he's averaging what around he's averaging six assists a game. That's you know incredible, and it 
makes it that much easier for him when he knows that he has those three-point shooters standing out there. And when he gets double teamed, he could just kick it out there. And, uh, you know, occasionally I'm seeing him force it a little bit in the fourth quarter. And uh, it would be nice to see him uh, dish it a little more when he gets doubled like that in the fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, Burks is going to be a huge loss because that's a guy, that's one less guy that uh, Randall could really rely on to knock down a three in the fourth quarter when everyone's really tired. Uh, so now Burks isn't going to be there tonight. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm a lot less confident in the Knicks winning this game now that uh, Burks is confirmed out. Um, you know, I'd love to see how the Knicks uh, come back for this because we have some important games coming up. You know, after this game on Sunday against New Orleans, even uh, we we're back to back after New Orleans, we're playing uh, Charlotte and then Atlanta. You know, Charlotte is falling right now. Uh, I believe they're the eight seed. They're at 500. But, you know, if they beat us, that's a huge win for them. Uh, we're not that much above 500 right now, only two games. So that would bring them closer to us. And then we that would also be a playing game type of scenario. Uh, you know, that's a team that we play in the playing game probably. Uh, so uh, definitely want to, you know, show that we can beat them early on just in case we wind up playing them a playing game. Uh, and additionally, the game that we play after that is against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are currently ahead of us. I think they're like four games above 500. So beating those two teams back to back would be huge. Uh, but then again, uh, so I'd say, uh, you know, a loss tonight isn't too bad, but you know you got to rattle off uh, three to four straight wins there. Because uh, after Atlanta, you play Toronto, and then after that, I'll tell you the order. We're playing uh, Phoenix, Chicago, Houston, Chicago, Houston. I'll give it to them, even though Chicago is an okay team this year. But Zach Levine, unfortunately, will also be sitting. Um, but then you got Memphis, Denver. Denver was the team I was I was thinking of. Uh, Memphis, Denver, Phoenix, L.A. Clippers, and then the Lakers. Um, you know, obviously Denver just lost Jamal Murray. It makes it a little more winnable of a game. Doesn't mean I expect them to win, especially on the road. That is a six-game road trip. Uh, you know, we're playing against pretty much five playoff-caliber teams. And then we finish off at home against three more playoff-caliber teams in the Spurs, the Hornets again, and then the Celtics. So the end of the season is really rough. We need to get as many uh, wins as we can. Uh, you know, if we're talking about winnable games, uh, I'd say that tonight should be a winnable game. Sunday should be a winnable game. And then all, you know, I'm not saying the Knicks are going to go on a 7-8 game winning streak, but we got to get, we got to win more games than we lose out of the next games of Dallas, New Orleans, Charlotte, Atlanta, and Toronto. Um, that is five games. I'd say we got to win at least three of those games. So I, I don't know what it is, whether, uh, you know, we should definitely beat Toronto. I think that we should definitely beat Charlotte and then give me one win between New Orleans and Atlanta, preferably, uh, I guess Atlanta because they're in our conference, even though I'm going to the game on Sunday, I obviously don't want to see the Knicks lose, uh, but wouldn't be shocked. Uh, also, hopefully Burke, Burks can come back as soon as possible. Hopefully this this all wasn't that big of a deal. It was you know, uh, just uh, you know precautionary stuff. Uh, but uh, I really you know obviously I've said it, I said it in the past. I love where the Knicks are right now. Uh, I love the change of culture that I'm that I'm seeing with the Knicks uh, between Leon Rose bringing in the right guys, uh, hard workers who are dedicated, Julius Randle being a team leader who you know is make is making guys work harder, uh, and that all comes from also Tom Thibodeau. I don't know if you know Julius Randle says that he got this idea of uh, shooting around every in every new city that he lands in 
from Kobe Bryant. But I don't know if he implemented that idea before Thibodeau or not, because Thibodeau's a guy that has really pushed, I think, everyone's limits on this team, uh, you know, especially in minutes played uh, per game. Some guys averaging career highs. Obviously, RJ's only in his second year. He's averaging a lot more than he did in his first year. Uh, And, you know, Randall is averaging 37 minutes a game. Uh, Those are the only two players on the team actually averaging over 30 minutes a game on the season uh, in Randall and Barrett. But, you know, I just really like the direction we're heading. I think that Leon Rose knows exactly what Tom Thibodeau wants in a player. And uh, hopefully, you know, obviously these guys were good fits, but hopefully we can get that player, but even more talented uh, than what we currently have. You know, get a get a Reggie Bullock who can also, you know, shoot not only just shoot threes, but can dribble and get to the rack, kind of like a Tyler Harrow or you know Duncan Robinson. Even though you know those guys might not be as good as Bullock on defense, but a guy that can defend, shoot threes, dribble, take to the basket. Uh, you know, I, I'm just excited for what Leon Rose has in store for us for the future. Uh, I, I think that he's done the best job out of any Knicks GM since, you know, back in the days of, uh, what's his name again? Uh, the guy that was, uh, the GM when we got Carmelo Anthony, uh, Walsh, Donnie Walsh, I believe it was. Yes, Donnie Walsh. Uh, you know, he's the best thing since Donnie Walsh. Uh, he, I'm not even sure. I don't think he's the actual, um, GM, maybe he's also the GM, but he's definitely the president, Leon Rose. Um, I, I just love what he's doing right now. Uh, all it took was one all season. You know, he became he he took on this role in the middle of last season when they were terrible, uh, and then he has one off season to really build a team. He brings in Burks, he brings in Bullock, he brings in Noel. He he trades for Derrick Rose. He acquire he uh, signs Taj Gibson mid season when. Uh, you know, when Mitchell Robinson goes down, um, the, the draft picks of uh, quickly, clearly an extremely hard worker. Uh, you know, I saw him calling out Tyrese Maxey on a story last night, asking him to, I guess, open his high school gym to let him shoot around. This guy's a hard worker. Uh, and, you know, I think Julius Randle's rubbing off on him the right way. And Derrick Rose, um, you know, making the move away from Dennis Smith, uh, seeing that he didn't really have much of a future here with our, uh, you know, excess amount of guards uh and then uh you know moving on from guys like uh Ignace Brasdikas also and Austin Rivers seeing that they didn't really have much of a role also bringing back a guy like Alfred Payton you know he only he doesn't average even you know I don't even think he averages third or fourth most minutes on the team given uh, Mitchell Robinson is there but Reggie Bullock averages more minutes than him uh there I've seen plenty of times where Emmanuel quickly has uh you know Play more minutes than him in a game. Derrick Rose coming off the bench only averages uh, one less minute than uh, does Alfred Payton. So, I mean, I, I really like the Alfred Payton signing. I, I see him, he's a guy who's constantly energized. If you don't play him a lot one game, you play quickly over him or Rose uh, to close out a game. You know, I see him constantly coming out hot the next game, coming out with a fire that he wants to prove something to Thibodeau to, and the fans. Uh, I think that he's gotten smarter as a player as the season has worn on. Uh, he knows that the fans don't really want to see him 
take that many three-pointers. So he's been, you know, with that rejuvenated energy from from not playing as much of the game prior, he's uh, letting it all out, getting to the basket at will. And, uh, you know, I think he's shooting at a pretty good percentage on the season, uh, you know, especially in comparison to what he's shooting from three. So very exciting stuff for the Knicks. Excited for both games this weekend. Again, I'm going to the game on Sunday. Uh, very exciting stuff. Want to just... Repeat one more time before I get to talking about the Yankees that you can catch this podcast on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can access them in the link tree on my bio. My Instagram uh, page is titled at the Strive Sports. Uh, hope you give us a look, or you could just watch us on on the Instagram page. Uh, moving on to the Yankees, um, they're starting a three-game series against the Blue Jays to start this weekend. Um, you know, they're, they're really struggling to start this year, especially offensively. Offensively, they're 24th in runs, 18th in batting average, 14th in on-base percentage, and 20th in slugging percentage. Um, you know, that's that's just a struggle. But when you look at the pitching stats, and I don't even think it necessarily has to do a lot with, uh, with the starting pitching. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the bullpen, but our ERA is 10th in the league. Quality starts 10th. Uh, it's only three quality starts. I think I would have to imagine that that's like two from Garrett Cole and one from Montgomery maybe. Uh, and somehow we're still in the top ten with that. I guess pitching has been struggling a little bit to start the year. I think everyone's been struggling, hit, pitching and hitting, honestly. Uh, we're t- seventh in terms of whip and we're twelfth in batting average against. That's pretty crazy that we're twelfth because the batting average against is two twenty six. And uh, that's really low and we're still twelfth. So I guess offenses are really struggling to start this year. Uh, maybe maybe it's just the bullpens that are dominating and not the starters since due to the low quality quality starts. Uh, but you know the Yankees are are really struggling to start this year. Um, the offense just just not really there. I mean you can go through the the averages on the team. We've got Glaber Torres at 220, Giancarlo Stanton at 175, Hicks at 179, um, Jay Bruce at 118. I don't even know why I mention him. Uh, Clint Frazier at 200, uh, Odor at 133, Talkman 143. Again, not all not all these guys are playing every single night, but the guy I've mentioned plenty of guys that are hitting every single night. Um, you know, there are the specific guys that are playing well. Aaron Judge needs to play well this year. You know, he's on he's on a contract year. Uh, LeMahieu playing pretty well, 295. Definitely expect a little bit more out of him, though. He's been he's on base percentage actually higher than it usually is. I feel like uh, just because you know he's usually at 320 with like a 400 on base percentage. Right now, it's around his on base percentage is around 100 points higher at 392. Um, Urshela is playing all right. Definitely expect a little bit more. He's hitting 262. Uh, wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if that was his average for the season. Uh, I feel like he there's a chance that he uh, over, you know, just over succeeded in in the past couple of years, overperformed, uh, and you know, 280 to 300 is a lot to ask for out of Geo, I think. Uh, so I'm not gonna have the highest expectations for him, um, but you know, 260 is not bad. I can't ask for that much more. Um, you know, but it's just, and then you go to look at the pitching stats uh, and the starting pitching, and the, the starting pitching is what's most concerning to me. Um, you look at the starting pitching in their ERAs, uh, only two guys out of the starters have uh, below four ERAs. That's Cole Montgomery. Kluber's got 6-1-0. Tyone's got 7-5-6. Uh, Domingo Herman's got 9-0. Um, 
that that looks to be everyone. And you know the bullpen dominant. Loizaga one one three, Green one one seven. Uh, both guys already have seven plus innings pitched, uh, which is you know just as much as Jamison Tyon. Only uh, two and three less innings than Corey Kluber. So. Uh, we're really utilizing this bullpen to start the year, and uh, my biggest concern is if they could stay healthy towards the end of the season. I mean, you know, it's not even about being healthy; it's just about being, uh, you know, having the fire left in your arm after pitching a full 162 game season, and you know, having to relieve these starters who are struggling at, throughout the whole year. And again, uh, tonight we're starting with a with a opener. I believe we are going with M- Michael King. I'm not 100% sure about that. It might be Nick Nelson. I'm blanking. I think it's Nelson, actually. But, um, you know, I just you just got to hope that the starting pitching steps it up a little bit uh, as the season wears on. Hopefully, you know, Davey Garcia could show us something at some point. And uh, also, Luis Severino will come back uh, to be 100%. Don't forget about uh, Jordan Montgomery. Uh, you know, he has the potential to be a top-of-the-rotation type of guy, maybe a two or a three. But uh, it's just concerning between, uh, you know, the starting pitching and the hitting. Uh, I'm definitely concerned where the Yankees are at. I don't know what's necessary, whether it be uh, adding, uh, you know, another pitcher, relief or starter, or adding another hitter, or the guys just stepping up. But, uh, you know, how the guys finish this year, you know, we're, we're still missing Luke Voigt. We're still missing Zach Britton. Uh we're still and Duar still isn't around, so we, we have other guys. We have pieces that can uh, we could put we could plug in there, and hopefully we'll be able to give us a little bit of a spark. But as of right now, we're just not performing up to the level that we should have. Uh, the Yankees obviously know that, uh, and we need to con- we need to show some improvement as the season goes along. It's a big series against the Rays. Uh, if we lose this series against the Rays, that means that we would have lost uh, already four total series against division opponents. To, to begin the year, that's not a look that uh, that's very good for the Yankees, uh, you know. So you just hope for the best. Hope that the guys that are injured, uh, that are that are high above average, high quality players, can come back and uh, give this team a spark, the spark that they need, uh, because God knows that they need it at this point. But uh, that's all for my rant today. Uh, can't wait for everything this weekend. Knicks versus Mavericks tonight. Going to the game on Sunday against the Pelicans. Yankees big series against uh, the Tampa Bay Rays in the Bronx this weekend. Uh, we got Phillies Rockies. I mean, we got Mets Rockies going on uh, this weekend in Colorado. Uh, hope, hoping the Mets can continue their streak. Thank God the Red Sox finally lost. They ended their winning streak in nine games. And uh, obviously the Nets going to be back at it. Probably KD back on the court after uh, sitting for no reason against the Philadelphia 76ers. But that's it for me today. I'll be back Monday ranting with you about all the outcomes. It's going to be lit. But uh, for now, enjoy your weekend. Ben Klein, peace out.